Ladies and gentlemen, and now it's too late with Alan <laughs> I said the end. You said and. I said then and. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> So we've learned something. It's that when you when you're at a certain level of stress or anxiety, the and goes in <laughs> it there. <comes> up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, uh, guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. You guessed it. It's Dave Willemowski. Dave, how are you doing? They guessed it. Did they guess it? That's great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm having I'm having a blast already. I can't wait yeah. for the show to start. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be amazing. We should start the show each week, I think, with like one of those Twitch polls of who's the number one producer in late night. And it'll be Dave yeah. and like three other, like John Smith and John yeah. Doe and whatever. And we'll see. I swear if I lose. <laughs> yeah, then <laughs> boy, that'll kind of be sad. Well, then we know. Yeah. Yeah, we did get a little bit of a late start this evening. And uh, the reason is. Yeah. yeah. OBS update. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, among other things. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is official. The state of Pennsylvania will be represented in the U.S. Senate by a potato. Hell That's yeah. right. John <laughs> Fetterman is your U.S. Senator with 50.5% of the vote. Uh, Fetterman defeats the pro-mask, pro-lockdown, pro-vaccine, pro-gender reassignment oh. surgery, anti-gun candidate from the Socialist Party, Dr. Mehmet Oz. Wait, I, I thought Oz was the Republican nominee. Jesus Christ, he was the Republican? <laughs> oh, my God. Her well, <laughs> in that case, uh, <clears throat> well, good, good, yeah. <laughs> uh, but staying with results from the Senate, it, it appears there's now going to be a runoff in the state oh. of Georgia between the Democrat Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker. Uh, do we have a picture of uh, Warnock oh, yeah. and Walker? <laughs> oh, Shit. I don't know. I, I wasn't paying attention to that race. Oh, you, you know, I'm glad you don't pay attention to race. Good job, Dave. Uh, but much has been made of the Libertarian Party candidate in Georgia, Chase Oliver, because of his 2.1% that he got in the race. That contributed to neither of the front runners getting the 50% required to win the race outright. That's why there's going to be a runoff. But according to exit polls, Georgians said their biggest issue was telling the candidates apart. Yep, there's just not a dime of difference between them. <laughs> They're all the same. They. When you say they, you mean... Yeah, they. they politicians. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah what you, would you think I meant? No. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that one. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, you know what? Some notable trends also emerged... From the midterms yesterday uh take a look here i want you to take a look at this graphic republicans mm. tudor dixon who was running for a governor of michigan uh lauren bobert representative of colorado and mayra flores representative in texas each lost their campaigns last night although i know technically the bobert race hasn't been called uh you know what you can rename the democrats the mastectomies because they removed the titties <laughs> from american politics last night <laughs> right you know what? Thanks to the party that can't define what a woman is, this is all you're left with for the annual swimsuit calendar. Whoa. <clears throat> okay, yeah, okay. I didn't, it's not me. I didn't do it. Wow. No, right? 
Right. Can we see that? Can we see that other one though? The 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 yeah. Huh. Man, how did Michigan not elect her as governor? Which one? The the. <laughs> They're they're just all the same to you, aren't they, Dave? All of them. They're just all the same. All right. Uh, and finally, this evening, uh, the Democrats had their share of disappointment as well. I don't want to just rag on the Republicans, uh, particularly in the governor's races of Georgia and Texas. Georgia Democratic nominee Stacey Abrams has lost for the second time to Republican incumbent Brian Kemp. Uh, do we have a picture of Stacey Abrams? Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The classic. Wow. I know, right? Not even her gravitational pull was enough to get the vote she needed to win the race. Uh, and in Texas, Republican incumbent Greg Abbott overcame Democratic challenger Beto O'Rourke. Now, I know what you're thinking. You'd think with him going 0-3 now in campaigns, there would be nothing but mockery for or O'Rourke. Yeah. But no. The people of Texas are a classy bunch, and they're sending Beto off right. Take a look right here. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's good. Uh, commercial break, Dave? Yeah, I think it's about time. Yeah, we should probably do one of those. Guys, we're going to be back with the meal of the week in the viewer mail right after this commercial break. Don't go away. to the show everybody let me tell you about tonight's sponsor that's pat crest botanicals which you can find at patcrestbotanicals.com if you use promo code it's too late all one word i-t-s-t-o-o-l-a-t-e it's too late you will get 30 percent off your 30%. order 30 percent. i know right this 30%. i've actually got one of their products right here this is the blue dream delta eight can we can we get a shot of that right here oh dreamy Right. So what yeah. you do is you take this uh, before bedtime with with two mm. pots of coffee and you just go for a ride. Oh, oh, yeah. Sounds it says exciting. that on the label. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Explicitly. Yeah. I actually I actually talked to uh, Michael Pickens over at Pat Chris oh. Botanicals, and I think we're going to get a, a, a new product to advertise. Oh, that's fine. Which is amazing because I the email I was expecting was yeah, get my name out of your MF mouth. But no, <laughs> we're actually going to be advertising a new product pretty soon. So I'm pretty excited about that. That is Pat Crest Botanicals promo code. It's too late. All right. Um, hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for meme of the week. <laughs> When you're getting ready to go try to vote your way out of this mess, 
Yeah, I know, right? That's just that music is ingrained in our being as Americans, especially this time of year. Uh, but we do have a bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, the classic. We're going to vote the bums out. But how'd the bums get in? Oh, no. How do they always get in? <sighs> we voted them in. Yeah, we. we. Yeah, we. <laughs> we did. Actually, it was me. I did it. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. Yeah, I was the villain <laughs> all along, you guys. I gave you. I gave you this, and now you have to fix it. <laughs> Actually, Dave, you can testify this for me. Uh, I was tweeting up a storm during the election. The, I oh, had the yeah. best election co co coverage. If you'd gone to twitter.com at Alan Mosley TV, you would have had some amazing coverage of the midterms last night into this mm -hmm. morning. And I had actually said, I asked my friends from Pennsylvania explicitly to get up and mm -hmm. go vote for John Fetterman because that's guaranteeing us having content for the show. Yeah, yeah. did. Yeah, I did. I That's did do that. And and look what happened. I seen them. Yeah, I know. I'm, it worked. I'm you did that. I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, I did that. You didn't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, it's time to answer the oh, email. No. Dear Alan and Dave. turn that off because it frightens me oh. yeah uh brian johnson writes dear alan and dave what sound would be the scariest if you could hear it oh what what is your nightmare fuel sound dave oh if if you could hear conception <laughs> that'd wow. be it yeah like oh no <laughs> That's actually that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> wow, I was gonna I was gonna say something like your kid drowning or something, but oh no, but no, the opposite Adding of that. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Melody White asks, "Dear Alan and Dave, what's the big deal with folks getting upset over Elon Musk charging eight dollars for legitimacy if he owns Twitter?" So that actually started today, I think. You can pay eight dollars oh, and really you get a it? and you get a blue check mark on Twitter. Yeah. So they're rolling it out like in phases. So yeah, we're gonna I I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna totally get a blue check mark on Twitter and then I'm gonna follow oh, yeah. other like, you know, journalists and outlets around saying, Hey, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. With your blue check mark. Yeah. <laughs> Got this blue check mark, call me a fan. Yeah. You've never had a blue check mark. You near blue trick mark. Fuck you. All right. Um, Carl Huber writes, Dear Alan and Dave, Why do we keep time if time is endless and everything happens in its own time? Mm. Now, uh, Carl, that's actually a, a really simple question. I'll tell you what. Uh, humans are very unique in that humans are the only ones that obsess over time. And it's mm. because only humans are worried about time running out. We know we're gonna die. I mean, y'all yeah. are. I'm not me though. Oh, not me though, right? <laughs> I sent that. I, I'll, I'll tell you this story really quick. So, a friend of mine, their mother passed away recently. It was very sad. Um, mm. You know, losing a parent is a terrible thing. Uh, but you know me, being being ever the emotionally supportive person that I oh, am. No. 
uh, I deal with things with dark humor. Yeah. And and so I was trying to console my friend who was having a really hard time, and they said, you know, Alan, uh, I guess just, you know, death comes for everybody, so I, I shouldn't be so upset about it. And I just, and I sent them back the, the, the Padme Anakin meme from Star Wars, where I'm mm. Padme, and I said, not me though, right? <laughs> hadn't heard from them since. Wow. So maybe they didn't get huh? the joke. <laughs> or maybe they did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Dave, did Guy Fox excuse himself before he went to powder his nose? Oh, the the fifth of November. Yeah, the gunpowder. Yeah, we, we we passed that last Yeah. Yeah. What was that was last week? Something so, like that. Like it might have been right around viewer mail day. Oh, is that what happened? Might have been. I don't know. I I feel like this question is a week off. It's close. Yeah, maybe I'm reading the wrong viewer mail, but at this point we're we're too far in, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, we're, we're knee deep in it at this finish. point. Yeah. All right, that's what she said. Um <laughs> Chris Melliard writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, if it's the end of the world as we know it, Will you feel fine? Well, Chris, you're getting sued. That's can't do that. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. We don't. So actually, all the music and lyrics that you hear on this show is all, um, well, it's stolen, but it's like royalty free. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, like, because I mean, I don't believe in that IP stuff. Like, I feel like. No. Yeah, I mean. Chris is coming from the people that stream Monday Night Football, for God's sake. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, Aaron Kittner writes, Dear Alan and Dave, would you rather poop every time you sneeze or have taste buds oh. in your colon? Um. Ooh. Wow. You know what? I'm... I'm going to man mode this and say I'm going to poop every time I sneeze. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you don't sneeze that often. No. But usually it's at inopportune times. Well, like like you can like you can hold in a sneeze. I mean, if you can hold in a poop, you can hold in a sneeze. It's like if you can dodge uh -huh. a wrench, you can dodge a ball. If you yeah. can hold in a poop, yeah. you can hold in a sneeze. Yeah. But if you have taste buds in your colon, then I mean you can't turn your taste buds off, you know? Like, that's a 24-7 type of a situation. Well, I figured... But I was I was going to go with the, the taste buds, because I figured you'd you get used to it. Might not be that bad after a while. So you're one of these people that rationalizes that, if, well, I'm, I know I'm going to go to hell, but it'll be okay, because you get used to it. No, you, you don't. No. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. You're not going to get used to it. Uh, Suzanne Sherman writes, Dear Alan and Dave, how excited are you about the red wave? Oh, man. <laughs> no. Suzanne, oh, we'll, we're going to hold on to that uh, until the next segment, but uh, that didn't age so well. <laughs> so we'll, we'll come back to that one. Uh, Eric Eli writes, Dear Alan and Dave, which breed of dog best represents your person? Oh, man. Dave, if you were a dog, if you were in the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven... What would you be? I mean, uh, I'd probably be a a Saint Bernard. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty nice. I'm big, kind of clumsy. Carry alcohol I like to around help people. 
Yeah, I carry yeah. alcohol around. <laughs> I offer it to people in need. So yeah, yeah, Saint do, Bernard. That sounds good. Do you though? <laughs> That's nice. I no. I don't I don't recall that part though. I do recall you <laughs> having the alcohol. I don't recall you like. You know, stopping no. when you came across them was it? Are, sir, are you all right? Would you like some of this? No, actually, I hid it in my jacket and took it to my car before anybody saw. Yeah, what I got gifted at Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, at work. No, no. <laughs> oh, at Tennessee. My bad. I thought yeah. you were talking about at work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which breed of well, dog best too. represents me? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I guess I would say golden retriever because everybody. Everybody thinks, oh, Golden Retrievers, they're really nice. He was the old man dog in Homeward Bound. But actually, Golden Retrievers are kind of assholes. <laughs> and so that's sort of, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. When I yeah. first met him, I'm like, this guy seems pretty nice. Yeah. Like, like, oh. Oh, he oh, he does a late night show. That's neat. And then yeah. you and then you work with me for like two weeks, and you're like, yeah. oh. oh. Holy cow, what am I getting into? Yeah. And, and racist. Ron Paul. He, he, barks, <laughs> he barks at black people. <laughs> And you ever notice how, okay, quick timeout from beep, from viewer mail. What's the deal with racist dogs? Is it because oh, they I don't? Got, yeah. Is, no, go, yeah. What? No, I, yeah. At work, one time Mary, Mary came in and one of my friends was who I work with was with me when she rolled up and we had our little wiener dog mm-hmm. and he's. He starts barking at her, and, and, and she's like, what's up with your racist dog? I'm like, I don't think he's racist. He just barks at people. But yeah, I got that before. Yeah, nice humble brag that you have a black friend. But anyway, I think it's they don't see certain people <laughs> that much, you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't leave the house that often. Yeah. Like, we had a dog that barked at Anike. Which... Oh, that was... Yeah. It can't. They can't be barking because they're threatened. Because she's the least threatening per- human <laughs> in the room, right? Super sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, they're 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 racist dogs. It's Maybe that's it. why they're man's best friend. <laughs> uh. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Good job, Mary. Yeah, Mary. Sorry. No. No buttons tonight. We're having. Um, I mean. I can search for it, and it can be no, real late. No, well, no, no, because I'll be three <laughs> questions further in, and then the button will just play, and I'll get all upset, and just, no. Um, Lyle Durio writes, who would you rather be, or, no, excuse me, Dear Alan Eddie, who would you rather have on the witness stand to defend you against a false Ooh. accusation, Joe Biden or John Fetterman? Well, I mean, honestly, That's they're both, good. I mean, they're both winners, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody likes a winner. Oh. Probably both pretty good at throwing out a fib, doing a little fibbing. I mean, honestly, I think I would go with Joe Biden because, I mean, you think about it. Like, this guy has been in politics for, like, 50 years, and nothing can topple him. So, obviously, he knows – he used to know something we don't. So – I think it's probably muscle memory at some points where he just – he'll just do it right Mm -hmm. on accident. Yeah. I think the more interesting question is, is who's going to live longer, Joe Biden or John Fetterman? Right? Probably start a start a pool for that. Honestly, I think I'd still stick with Joe. I don't would we get in trouble like with terms of service if we start a dead pool for Joe Biden yeah. and John Fetterman? Like we're I'm not thinking. saying we want anything no. bad to happen to them. We're just, you know, I'm not trying to throw the yeah, if anybody in chat wants to work on that, setting up a Deadpool for John Fetterman and Joe Biden, and we'll like we'll we'll take wagers in the group chat. Uh, Matt Lacey writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, 
Is it acceptable to put up your Christmas tree when the stores start displaying them? Oh my gosh. Dave, what's your okay, what's your cutoff line for when Christmas starts and stops? Uh no, for starting I don't I don't really mind. You know, the kids love Christmas music. They actually listen to it all year long. We have a couple lights up just because the weather was nice, but we're not turning them on yet. Mm-hmm. But a Christmas tree, I feel like it's what do we do it after Thanksgiving? I think that first weekend or whatever. Yeah. Any any sooner than that, it's just taking up room and it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. So I am, so I'm like you. I think that if there is another holiday on deck, you can't move on to the next <laughs> holiday. So like you can't put up your Christmas tree on November 1st because Thanksgiving's on deck. You got to yeah. have your, you know, cornucopia. <laughs> yeah, right? Thankful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so then perhaps the day after Thanksgiving, you know, that yeah, weekend, like after Black Friday, you know, put up your Christmas tree. But that's mm-hmm. an interesting point, too, is that so the question was Christmas tree, but there's a lot that goes into Christmas. But the Christmas tree mm-hmm. is like. That's the yeah. that's the that's the thing. If the Christmas tree's it up, down. it's Christmas. If you've got, <laughs> you know, if you've got a snowman up, you could just be like, well, it's winter, you know, but the Christmas tree, that's it. Now, when does when do you take your Christmas tree down? Oh, I don't I don't know if we have a set day for that. Mary Mary might know, but I feel like it's just it it sits up forever because all the work going into Christmas, like Mary does a lot of the shopping and stuff like that. And and she's so stressed before Christmas, she feels like once Christmas day is over, that's when she finally gets to enjoy Christmas. So she doesn't want it to. It's not right away. It's sometime deep into January. Yeah. Uh, I see our I see our friend Drexdillion there says I usually wait until like three days before and then I don't take it down until around March. <laughs> wow, dude, those Mexicans love Christ. I didn't know if you knew that. That's why. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they got candles and stuff can, at the grocery store. Yeah, he can verify that for me. Um, okay. everyone's gonna be upset, but also not surprised that I don't even have a Christmas tree. That was ex- yes, that's exactly how I feel. Thank you. You're upset, but not surprised. Thank you. No, yeah. I know, I know. All right. And uh, not just angry, but a little sad. Mostly sad, I think. And a little angry. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> you want to talk about a little bit sad and angry. So remember how I said that I, I haven't made any money in a long time, so I'm like way behind on my rent? Oh, yeah, yeah. You won't believe this. My landlord called, and he uh-huh. said, I checked out your show. I thought it was really, really good. Don't worry about it. Does this work? Oh. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I'm trying to tell trying a story. Laugh, You're just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. I feel like you could have waited until I said the punchline before you... Oh, I thought that was for it. buttons. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. No, because I, I was expecting more of a, oh, my God, really? And I'd say, oh, no, not really. He wants me to pay right now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't buying it. <laughs> Dave, we'll we'll just run the whole show again after. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll, it right. Yeah. Uh, Sherry, Vol- Sherry Voluntary. Oh. Sherry Voluntary, yeah, from the farm. She's writing us from the farm. <laughs> oh. Sherry Voluntary writes, if you could, what music would you choose to have played every time you walk in a room? Ooh. Oh. I actually already thanked Sherry for the question because she understands what viewer mail is for, unlike most of these degenerates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
there's questions about colon buds and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah no buds. So okay, you get to you get to have a theme music that plays every time you walk into a room, Dave. What is it? Oh, it it either be like almost anything from Rage Against the Machine or I don't even know the name of the song. Is that they say a hero will save us? I'm not gonna stand here and wait. Yeah. Okay, I'm. Or I'm maybe sorry. that's one when I walk away. Yeah, hold on. No, let me let me find the button. <laughs> sorry, Dave. No, oh. that's incorrect. What we were looking oh. for is the Whopper song. Oh, we were just listening Whopper, to that Whopper. Today. Yeah, y'all. Oh, y'all just listened to that. That's what. Dave, yeah, David looked it up and we oh. we gave it a listen. Oh my god, it's a family favorite. <laughs> yeah, isn't that Nickelback that you were talking about? Probably. Yeah. Okay, you should probably visit a website. Um, I'll 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 send you a link after the show. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not going to push a button. Okay, good. Um I think I would like to have the song Mac the Knife play whenever I walk into a room. Oh, yeah, that's jazzy. Yeah, it's a banger. It's a good song. Yeah. It is a good song. I think I'm just going to sing that in the after party. What do you think? Oh, I'm remember, I'm, I'm here for it. Okay, remember how we were going to do a karaoke night and then at the last second we decided, "No, nah, let's just watch football." Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll do karaoke. Yeah, we'll do karaoke night in the after party. So you be thinking about what song you want to do, Dave. I'm gonna have to drink more. That's fine. You got time. Uh, Seth Boudreaux. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, Seth. Seth is from Louisiana. It's Seth Boudreaux. Yes. Don't ask. Don't ask Dave to get it right. He'll say Taco Bell, and you get really mad. Like he he tells me, he's quit making it so fancy. Yeah. Just. Seth says, Dear Alan and Dave, did you make prank phone calls when you were younger? And if so, do any stand out? Ooh, Dave, did you do any oh. prank phone calls when you were younger? Uh I don't I don't think so. I, I know I probably just called some people, but I never like did the good ones. Nothing mm-hmm. memorable. Um I never actually made a prank phone call, but I had a friend of mine take my cell phone and then prank call oh. someone knowing that that person knows my yeah. number. It's a so cell it's, phone age, yeah. So the prank the, so the prank isn't that it's anonymous. The prank <laughs> is is that they're setting me up. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. They're setting me up. Uh they actually actually that was my old friend Nana, the prince from Ghana, who was calling my ex-girlfriend Becca to tell her that she was a smelly pirate hooker. Wow. Yeah, but he but he called on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I would never <laughs> say that to her face. <laughs> all right. Um I got lost in all of Plus that. he had a black person voice, so I think she knew. She was like, Nana, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Stop. Why are you <laughs> all right? Uh <laughs> Sean Hatchie writes, Dear Alan and Dave. It, the, you know what? People who don't watch this show consistently are like, I, I just like, there's so many references. They're just, choo, 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 choo. you can't, you can't keep up. Yeah. Speaking of that, Sean Hatchie writes, dear Alan and Dave, is it possible to make brownies? Uh, not for you, apparently. No. Did you see those disgusting things? They were like, his, his brownies were both unfinished and burnt. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, what did you, how, like, you cook them in a, right. Cook me in a campfire? Oh, Jesus. There's a little splashing on the edges. Yeah. It looked delicious. It's hard to ruin a brownie. D- little David did, though. I think he, he was doing a... He made some brownies, like, mm-hmm. from scratch. He, he got a recipe, and I think he did a... 
tablespoons instead of teaspoons on the baking soda. So those mm -hmm. still pretty good. They're brownies. Brownies are good. So he actually mixed ingredients as opposed to like using some prepackaged thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was that's... one of our friends' recipes. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Mm hmm. Yeah, they weren't not, bad. They're just a little heavy on the baking soda. Yeah, but not Sean Hatchie, though. He he ruined his because it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin Campbell writes, Dear Alan Dave, sorry, been busy the past few weeks. I'll do better, I promise. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the effort, but in the time he did that, he could have typed a question. <laughs> He's busy, though. Ryan Seifert writes, Dear Alan and Dave, What improvements to the quality of everyday life can Pennsylvanians expect under the leadership of their newly elected governor, John Fetterman? Uh, well, Ryan, so first of all, he ran for Senate, not governor. So, uh -huh. yeah. um, There's that. So, so, I mean, he had all the buzzwords right, right? Like, he knew there was an election. He knew Fetterman was one of the candidates and he knew the state yes. was pennsylvania he just didn't quite have it all put together he he likes fracking doesn't he well <laughs> how it's can we how can we yeah it is kind of it is kind of i mean i would play the clip for you but you'll be right back where you started you know like yeah um, well it's it's frankly it's dave's the one that's going to have to shoulder that burden of the quality mm -hmm. of life improvements in pennsylvania i don't think much is really going to change because no. it was kind of a shithole before yeah a little bit i mean it's nice but yeah mm -hmm. 50 50 yeah i don't have that problem here actually if you want to know an interesting thing um my county mayor was a guy named andy ogles and he he Office. was the county mayor in 2020, mm -hmm. and he told our city mayor, stop being a faggot, we're not doing mandates. Like masks and oh, stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. And and people really liked him for standing up like that. And so he decided to run for Congress, and he won. Neat. Imagine that. You resist the mandates— and then mm -hmm. people approve. It's just that easy, folks. Yeah. You yeah. think that's how it works. So for all the all your favorite candidates who lost yesterday, and then you go back and look at their record, and they didn't explicitly run on being anti-COVID, now you oh, know yeah. why. Now you know. It was too wishy-washy. Yeah. Uh, Mary Lynn Willimowski writes, uh, from D3... Dear Alan and Dad, what was your nickname in high school? Oh. Dave, did you have a nickname growing up? I had a lot of lot of nicknames. My first one, I think, was probably Willow, because that's when that movie came out. I don't know if anybody remembers that. It was almost like like Hobbits before they made the Hobbit yeah, movie. Yeah, Willow. Mad Martin. So, and then, yeah. And then it, it, was, it was like Pillar, Mouse... All kinds of different things. You're in football, you get all kinds of nicknames. Wait, hold on. Coach what was your Willow mouse. nickname? Uh, then there was Pillar, because some weird kid was like, uh, Pillar Husky. I'm like, okay. And then um, <clears throat> Mouse I liked. They called me Mouse when I played football, mm -hmm. which was funny because I was big, but yeah, they still called me a little animal. But fun. but what what was I I, I missed the I missed the part about Willow. What what was your nickname? 
That was it, Willow. They called you Willow. Yeah. Because because you're not a midget? Because Willow, like the, the beginning of my last name. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's 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 so it's a double entendre then. Yeah, then it's yeah, the same thing. I get I get called all these little names. Yeah. And I'm like towering over all the other kids. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't have a nickname in school, but I did have a nickname um from my extended family members. My uncles called me Curly. Why? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Cuz you know it's that Harry Carey sketch. Yeah, I was. I should have. I should have. I, I was trying to tell the truth and say because that's actually yeah. a true story. They called me Curly. I, I, forget, I, I should have said actually. Goes. My friends called me Whiskers because I'm curious Whiskers. as a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a warrior. That's why my friends call me Whiskers. Whiskers. Whiskers the warrior. Uh, and finally, this evening, Mary Lynn Willemowski writes for herself, not for okay. friends and family. Dear yeah, Alan and Dave. What was the first video game you ever played? First oh. video game. Oh. That's a hard one. Yeah, because, like I'd say, like Nintendo, my cousin had the, the NES and we played Mario, but no, because my cousin down the street had the Atari. It, it, it'd have to be like Frogger or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to lie and say Frogger. Okay, that's fair. Um, we had like we had an NES growing up, and so mm-hmm. the first game I ever played would have been we remember the dual cart that had the original Mario Brothers, and it also had Duck Hunt, and you had the yes. little the zapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Was your was your zapper orange or gray? Mine was gray. Nice. Yeah. Well, the commies got to it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. So 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 the combo pack of Mario yeah. and Duck Hunt. Yeah, we had that. But of course, I mean, I was little. I was like four, so I would pick Duck Hunt, and then I would just stand all the way up in front of the TV with the zapper. Because I mean, I'm not going to shoot from across the room. That's stupid. No, know. yeah, you, you you just yeah you take it and you and you you put it right up against the TV. Yeah. Okay, that perfect thumbnail for tonight's show right there is you do it. Is <laughs> you pointing? We got, we got another one. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, I think that's all the viewer mail, except for apparently somebody just wrote a comment. Oh, apparently it's a uh, Gary Dykstra and apparently it's a meme about John Fetterman that, uh, does not count as a question. So, mm. uh, Gary, uh, Aaron, if you see him, time him out for 20 years and may God have mercy on your soul. Wow. Yep. 20 years. Plus, okay. uh, we'll yeah. see you at the show next year. Yeah. It'd be nice. He's a good guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. Uh, <laughs> We're going to be back to talk about the midterm meltdown right after this commercial break. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Oh, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I did, oh. but you know, it's whatever. No, I just, I just saw that there was. I, I just saw that there was some updates on our uh, on our Twitter here because I was pulling up my Twitter yeah. because I kind of want to sort of run through all the election coverage. And I saw that there's actually people watching the show and commenting, which scared me. So I think I might delete it. Whoa. On yeah. Twitter? Yeah. I think I might. People you think I should that? just think I should just delete the post now? Or is it just it's too late? <laughs> Nothing can be helped. Yeah, they're going to find you. Yeah. Was, what can you do? All right. Um, so anyway, let me tell you about tonight's other sponsor, which is Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which you can find at tnhotsauceco.com. I've actually got this is my favorite flavor right here, you guys. This is the garlic jalapeno, which if you take a look on it. the side, it is quite personable. Oh, and uh, look at my African American hey, over here. Look, look at that. At we him. didn't fix that one. I know that black people <laughs> like hot sauce, Dave. You racist piece of shit. But it's very personable. So anyway, that's Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which you can find at TN Hot Sauce Co. <laughs> dot com uh, also we're hiring for a new executive producer mm. of uh it's too late with alan mosley it's just info at alan mosley dot tv yeah. send in your yeah he has me doing the interviews it's weird it's awkward yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh actually you want to know something really cool so remember how we've had remember how we've had the tennessee hot sauce company on for like three or four months now and i kept on yeah. bitching about how we don't have a promo code for them so it's like why are we even advertising them what are we getting out of it danny jewy hot sauce maker who won't let us benefit off of his product <laughs> so he saw that we were bitching about his ad and just like just, right and so just oh, no. like so remember how i said michael pickens saw that we were doing ads and we're like oh this is it another yeah. sponsor down the tubes but he actually re-upped and we're gonna we're gonna do another ad so Danny actually said, fine, I'll make a brand new flavor of hot sauce just for your show, and people can buy that hot sauce, and you'll get the proceeds. Whoa. I know. He's even going to design it with a special late-night label with our, with our little moon, you know, with the clock oh, and no. stuff. Yeah. Well, now I have to buy that. Yeah, I know, right? So everyone More has to buy sauce. that, and... <laughs> I everything I said negative about Danny and Tennessee Hot Sauce Co. I'm I'm legally obligated to tell you that that was actually just a joke. Yes, that's Tennessee Hot Sauce Co. TNHotSauceCo.com. It was this is a satirical show. We're just playing characters. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is not yeah. We make it memorable. So we'll I don't know. It's apparently it's it's a secret of what the flavor is going to be. And he also asked me. This is how this is how I know that Danny was watching the show. He asked me, "Do you want it to be personable or problematic?" Oh. So I, I told him I would Ooh. actually ask you guys. You guys tell me in chat, um, spam personable if you want it to be a personable hot sauce or spam problematic if you want it to be Ooh. a problematic hot sauce. And whichever one chat picks, that's what the new It's Too Late hot sauce is going to be. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to share some kind of leftover thoughts about the midterms yesterday, which, by the way, apparently some of them are still going on. They're not even finished. There's 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 counts being ha happening right now. Uh, we actually already wrote a joke about uh, Lauren Boebert in the titties segment. Uh, and she hasn't actually officially lost yet because I actually I checked and it was down to a 60 vote difference with 97 percent reporting. 
So now I'm, I'm going to kind of feel a little bad if we did this whole big thing about her losing and it turns out she actually wins. But oh, yeah, probably not. But yeah, but probably not though. Both probably not, and probably I won't feel bad. Um, <laughs> but here's the amazing thing, because uh, I want to kind of run through some of my, my coverage from the other night, is that, so, first I did a poll that was, will there be riots this week? 64.3% <laughs> said mostly peaceful, 35.7% oh. said no. So, oh. so nearly two-thirds of people think that there's going to be riots. I actually don't think there will be. I don't think there'll be riots because the Democrats didn't do that bad. Um, <laughs> after all the after all the hype of a supposed red wave, I really want to I really want to pound this point home because we're 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 Paul Pelosiing this point right home. Is anyone that tells you that this was not a complete disaster for Republicans that is copium, that is a hundred percent cope. The fact that everyone was tweeting hashtag red wave, hashtag red tsunami, all the way up to the morning of Tuesday, mm. November 8th, oh. only for it to be uh, the Senate's up in the air and it'll be at best a slim majority in the House. No, it was absolutely a disaster for <clears throat> Republicans. Um, as a funny little aside, our friends over at, at FEE, the Foundation for Economic Education, uh, shared an article last night talking about uh, not shaming people who decided not to vote because they didn't feel like there's any difference between the candidates. That article was actually written by me back in like 2018. Oh, but they didn't tag me though. Yeah, I was that's like, weird. Yeah, I was like, y'all are, because what that tells me is is that they have like their well right of oh at this certain time of year share this yeah. article because it was a banger. I'm the one that wrote it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not getting anything for that. This is BS. <laughs> All right. So anyway. There's That's their intellectual property. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so a few of the points that I, I kind of want to share for the first one being because uh, we'll, we'll just start off with the race, uh, the Senate race down in Georgia between uh, Ralph Warnock and Herschel Walker. So a lot of people are upset. A lot of people are upset because they felt like, yeah, yeah, you're. I, I see you're looking for the for the, the date over there. Oh. So it's actually going to be a runoff election early next month because the uh, election law in Georgia says that the, you have to have a candidate win over 50% of the vote. And since neither one won 50% of the vote, there's going to be a runoff election between those two candidates. Yeah. One of the main reasons why it's going to a runoff is because a guy named Chase Oliver, who ran as a Libertarian Party candidate, actually got 2.1% of the vote. Now, 2.1% is not a huge amount, but you can actually see, mm -hmm. right, that, how many votes is that, Dave, That he the, in the actual number of votes that he got? What is that? 81,000? Yeah, yeah, 81,000. So, I mean, not zero, but the point being is, is that that margin was enough to prevent either one from reaching 50%. Now there's, it, it, it kind of depends on which side of this that you fall. Because there's there's people on one side that would say, well, the Democrats were the party of lockdowns and mandates and inflation and gas prices and uh, child mutilation and abortion and cultural Marxism and closing schools and all this stuff. So we gotta have. Republicans win across the board, mostly to prevent the excesses of the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, mm -hmm. I, I understand the logic because there's a Democrat in the White House, right? 
So mm-hmm. at a bare minimum, if you can have a Republican majority in the House and Senate with a Democrat president, then that would create deadlock, right? There's more likes as not there won't deadlock. be a lot. Yeah. yeah, I love deadlock. Uh, on the other hand, no one is entitled to your vote, right? And while I've gone on record many times on the show saying that I advocate for the complete abolition of all political parties, starting with the LP, because they're the easiest one to pick off, so I want the <laughs> LP to be abolished, um, and I would have loved nothing more than for Chase Oliver to go drop out of the race, the fact of the matter is, is he didn't. And the fact of the matter is, is that Herschel Walker, the same Herschel Walker who's a literal psychopath, whether you want to call it mental issues or whether you want to call it uh, leftover from CTE from having played football, because he's that Herschel Walker from the University of Georgia and NFL. Oh, um, this was a guy that put a gun to his to his ex wife's head, and and he claimed that it was it, he has like that disassociative disorder where he has like multiple personalities and stuff like that. So if you're gonna be upset that someone like a John Fetterman gets elected to the Senate as a Democrat and you think that he's unfit to serve. Let's be honest with ourselves here. The same people that are upset about that wanted Herschel Walker to win, despite him also being a fucking nutcase. So with that said, there's going to be a runoff either way. But another point I'd want to make too is just because Chase Oliver ran and got that 2.1%, you don't know where those votes would have ended up otherwise. You don't know if a majority of those people would have voted Democrat instead of Republican, or if they would have rep- voted Republican instead of Democrat, or, perfectly logical, they don't vote at all. Yes. In a scenario where he doesn't run, but that means none of those people voted at all, Ralph Warnock wins. The Democrat wins. In a scenario where he doesn't run, but a majority of those people vote Democrat instead of Republican, again, Warnock wins. So they're only viewing this through the lens of this guy doesn't run and a majority of those voters vote right wing. Um, I don't know if you know Chase Oliver that that well. I don't really know the guy. I, I know of him. I know that he's like a gay part-time real estate agent or something like that. So all I'm saying is, is that does that sound like the kind of guy that Republicans are voting for because they don't like Herschel Walker? I'm sorry, no. I'm I'm sorry, no. That's not his constituency. So to assume that those people would have voted for Herschel Walker is ridiculous. But I will even go a step further and say, what about this? The only reason Warnock has not already won and the fact that we're having a runoff at all is because neither candidate reached the 50.1% threshold. So in a certain sense, the reason why Herschel Walker hasn't officially lost yet is because it's in a runoff, because he did have the lesser votes of the two. The only reason he didn't lose last night was because Warnock did not reach 50%. So you could also make the argument that Chase Oliver being in the race prevented Warnock from winning outright Tuesday night. So again, we don't know for absolutely certain how things would have played out one way or the other. But that finishing to the final point on, on just this particular race. Remember I said you're, you're not entitled to a vote? This is, this is a recurring thing that I'm probably going to say more than once just this very evening about a lot of these races. If you're upset that the Republican didn't win this race, 
the Republicans should have run a better candidate. It is not it is not some sort of sudden skeleton falling out of the closet to know what kind of man Herschel Walker is. Herschel Walker was a known commodity, and yet he was promoted. He was anointed by the GOP. He was pushed through the primary. And don't let those voters off the hook. Republican voters voted for him. Mm-hmm. They could have nominated somebody else. But it's not the only race like that. Let's talk, let's talk about that John Fetterman, Dr. Oz race for just a little bit, because I know that one hits close to home for you guys. <laughs> so uh, we actually have, take a look at this. This is Dr. Oz right here. This is the Republican nominee for Senate in the state of Pennsylvania. So there on the right, he is advocating for the CDC to be in charge of doing studies on gun violence, which could lead to more gun control. And look at there, there on the right, having a cozy fireside chat with one Jesse Smollett. Now, you can actually go on YouTube right now. I didn't download a bunch of clips for you because we don't have time. You could go on YouTube right now and find numerous clips from 2020 all the way up to just earlier this very year. And what's he advocating in those clips on his various TV appearances as, as TV's own Dr. Oz? He says everyone should be wearing their mask. Actually, he starts off by saying, don't wear your mask because the doctors need them. And then he says, okay, never mind. Do you remember that? Remember that whole thing? So he's Mm -hmm. he's right on the CDC line doing exactly what good old Fauci tells him to do. Dr. Oz mimicked Fauci's every word during the entire pandemic. And he thought that masks should be mandatory. He thought that vaccines were a miracle drug and he thought they should be mandatory. He thought schools should be closed. He thought businesses should be shut down. Is that is that what you want to run on this year? In these midterms, is that what you want to run on? And that's is that is that the conservative party candidate? He's a gun grabber. He's a he is a self-described socialist. He said explicitly in his <laughs> own words that he was running as a Republican because he wanted to quote bring the Republicans further to the left. Verbatim. That was his reason for running as a Republican. And the Republicans, in their infinite wisdom, nominated him. Yes, ruin us. If Dr. Oz is an example of the conservative party, then a conservative party does not exist. There you go. Nominate a better candidate. I know that there was a libertarian that ran there as well. I don't think that his percentage ultimately made a difference. Uh, but don't, of course, Republicans are perfectly content to blame the Libertarian because they nominated a socialist for their for their conservative <laughs> party. Um, I do want to say, because a lot of people are, this is where a lot of the pundits are, is, well, who's to blame? Why did Republicans go from leading in all the polls and being primed for a, wet, a red wave to such disappointing results? Someone must be to blame. It could be the candidates that are to blame, but the party put them there and the voters voted for them. Who else is to blame? Mm. In a post-COVID world where the Republicans are running against lockdowns, child mutilation, abortion, inflation, and more, they still underperformed. As the party out of power in the midterms, historically, everything was on the side of the Republicans, and yet they still underperformed you know who didn't underperform was ron desantis in florida 
he won by a lot. He won by 19 points, including having flipped blue counties by multiple points. He won my, I think he won Miami-Dade by 9 or 10 points. Miami-Dade County, he actually won that county wow. by 9 or 10 points. That was a county that he lost by 20 points four years ago. He wins it by 10 this time. It's a 30-point swing. Ron DeSantis has turned the state of Florida blood red. Look at that. The state of Florida (laughs) is no longer a swing state so long as Ron DeSantis is governor. How about that? So, Ron DeSantis ain't to blame. it, It can't be a coincidence that a lot of the candidates that struggled yesterday were candidates that were specifically anointed by one former president, Donald Trump. The candidates that were promoted by Donald Trump, endorsed by Donald Trump, who the only reason they got through their primary was because of Donald Trump. It was precisely those types of candidates who ran on a platform of, I'm a Trump Republican, and the elections were illegitimate, vote for me. Turns out voters needed just a teensy bit more from their candidates to be worth voting for them than that. Turns out that maybe Orange Man is, in fact, bad. Because he has been absolute poison for the Republican Party since leaving office. How about this? If it's true that DeSantis does so well, but Trump Republicans did so poorly, at the end of the day, the candidates that ran specifically on a platform of being anti-woke and anti-COVID hysteria won their races in a landslide. Rand Paul won in a landslide. Thomas Massey won in a landslide. Marjorie Taylor Greene won in a landslide. Ron DeSantis and his aides in Florida won in a landslide. Won in landslides. But the Trump Republicans specifically ran away from being anti-COVID. Now you have to ask yourself, right? If this is such a guaranteed winner position... If I'm the nominee and I say pandemic response bad, I'm guaranteed to win the election. So why would the Trump-endorsed nominees not run on that and their platform? Well, we know why, don't we? Mm. Because Trump was patient zero. Because Lockdown Don supported the lockdowns and the ma- and the mandates. He rushed through the vaccines and then demanded everybody take them and ignore the warning signs. Donald Trump, as president, was the guy who was criticizing governors for opening up too soon. We mentioned Brian Kemp earlier. He won the governor's race in Georgia for the second time over Stacey Abrams. Kemp won despite the fact that he had been criticized heavily by President Donald Trump for opening up too soon. Mm. Well, I don't know. The, The people of Georgia obviously didn't agree with that assessment. And, of course, obviously Florida. Donald Trump was taking shots at Ron DeSantis literally 24 hours before the midterms began, calling him Ron DeSanctimonious. Does that sound like a guy that is going all in to help his party win their elections? Or does that sound like a guy who's absolutely all in it for himself, who's trying to head off any potential challenger at the pass and wants to be seen as the savior? Trump was poison in the midterms, and that's why so many of their candidates failed. If Republicans, the voters, the community, if they gave half a shit about their supposed agenda, then they would be perfectly content to see these embarrassing, 
psychopathic socialist candidates that were nominated, such as Oz, they'd be happy to see them lose. Because this is something that Republicans are terrible at. They have to learn to embrace short-term losses in order to cut the rot out of their party in order to enjoy the long-term gain of an actual conservative movement. But Dr. Oz is not a conservative. It's funny, I, I, I tweeted back at a number of these blue checks, of course everyone's a blue check these days, on all these blue checks <laughs> that were saying, here was a guy, Caleb Hull, who said, we need a Republican overhaul. Trump pushed a bunch of candidates that suck, and everyone knew it, but we had no choice but to go along. Had no choice, Dave. Oh. Had no choice do? but to go, yeah, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? do? By the way, it's 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 funny to mention that I feel like the tables are indeed turning on Trump. Ron DeSantis is only like 40, 44, 46 years old. Donald Trump's 76 right now. He'll be 78 for next year's presidential race, assuming he runs, which means he would be 82 at the end of that term. Is that wow. the fresh new blood you want? He's not that much younger than Joe Biden, I, something that I don't think people seem to remember. Pundits are going to pontificate for weeks as to what this all means. Was it a referendum on Biden or was it a referendum on Trump? I think it was the latter. Mm-hmm. What about lockdowns, education, children, abortion, the economy? It's always the economy. That old phrase, it's the economy, stupid. It's always the economy. <laughs> but in some ways, last night's results proved that more than ever, it's really none of the above. Because the battle lines are drawn and the age of persuasion is over. People are going to vote for their team no matter what. And sadly, it is to the chagrin of the Republicans that they will vote for their team even when it guarantees that their team is destined for failure. So what are you going to do when, when John Fetterman dies and his wife takes over? Like that's that's gonna happen, right? Yeah, I don't know. She seems seems like a nice lady. I haven't heard her talk. <laughs> seems like a nice lady. <laughs> I actually explained this. Uh, you, I just I want you to know. I don't know if you saw this, Dave. I explained this to Mary. I told Mary, well, he's gonna die, and then his wife mm-hmm. is gonna take over. And she said, is that is that how that works? If he dies, the wife takes over. And I explained that. Well, what happens is is the is the 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 governor appoints a new representative, but of course oh. y'all have a Democratic governor, so they're yeah. gonna appoint another Democrat. And it's just sort of. It's happened several times in the past. It's sort of traditional that they will appoint the spouse of the deceased to fill out the remainder of the term. And so I told her, so like, for instance, if you die, then I'll appoint Mary, the number one producer in late night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't think she's going to like, I don't think, she, I don't think she's going to like kill me for this position. So that's good. Well, you know. <laughs> Good, good thing about John Fetterman is, is that his wife doesn't actually have to kill him. She just sort of has to wait. Just wait. Yeah, just wait. Um, we better wrap up the show. Oh, we should. Yeah, let's wrap up the show. Well, guys, we're going to be back to wrap up right after this. Hey. 
If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Alan Mosley TV. You can follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com at Alan Mosley TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash Alan Mosley TV. We're also on Odyssey. Go and support a free speech platform. It's odyssey.com at Alan Mosley TV. If you're more of a listener than a watcher, you like to listen. You hear that? You hear that? You hear that? <laughs> it's anger. Sorry. It's, okay, wait, hold on. It's anger.fm. <laughs> at Alan Mosley TV. All right. Um. Hey Dave, do you have a final thought? Yeah, I was. I'm probably way off here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, you know what? I'll. I got you, buddy. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> a couple buttons we didn't get screened out. I was sitting here thinking, you know, maybe if I if I cut down on the drinking and got a little more sleep, I'd probably be sharper. You know, I'd be more thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Maybe funnier. But I also think I I probably wouldn't be doing late night streaming anymore. So. I'm just going to stay the course. Well, I feel like that, that kind of puts me... There it is. Now you're, I, that, that puts me in an awkward position, Dave, because now yeah. I feel responsible for your... <laughs> <laughs> you put that weight on me now yeah. that you're going to die at, like, 61. So, so when Mary's the producer... <laughs> yeah. Be strong, Dave. Get a Marin. Um... Oh, man, you gotta, you know, you gotta take care of yourself. My my final thought was gonna be so if Marty goes back in time to hook oh. up his his father and mother, and they see and they like they they're there with him and they thank him, then how did they not recognize back in the future that their son is that guy? Like yeah. they name him Marty, maybe because Marty's such a nice name, as the mom put it, you know. But not only that, he actually grew up to look exactly like that guy. So, like, isn't the cat out of the bag? They know that that's him? It's odd that that didn't come up. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Ryan says, quitting drinking won't make you sharper because then you'll just be consumed by rage. Well, yeah. Ryan, we care about you, buddy. Bottomless mimosas for everyone. Oh. Yeah. That'd be fun. I had a drink last night. Oh, did you? Did yeah, you I had I had one of them green apple sangria oh, things. Apple teenies. Oh, sangria. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I could I drink a I could drink a pitcher of that shit. Mm-hmm. And you right. literally could. Be yeah. fine. Yeah. Right right till death. Yeah. <laughs> I could drink it until I die. Correct. Yeah. Um, after party? Quick one. Yeah, we can Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to decide your song. We're doing karaoke. Oh. Yeah. Karaoke after party. Guys, thank you so much for watching another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week. What song are you going to drink? Enough karaoke. Yeah. I'm going to need more whiskey. Oh, you're going to sing Tennessee whiskey? Neat. Uh, probably some Cypress Hill. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll look it up. We'll do it. 
you guys vote on what you want Dave to sing. Yeah. How about, uh, how Seth? about you just you just do this? No, we're we're both gonna do one. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll both do one. All right. You do a song, then I'll do a song. Song. You promise to delete it afterwards, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.